You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast coming to you from Montecito, California. Today, well, before I start, I want to do what I always do, which is remind you of this website called wealthformula.com. Lots of reasons to go there. Namely, it is the home base of this podcast, Wealth Formula Podcast, but lots of resources there for you to download webinars, books, stuff like that. And also, it's where you're going to go if you want to sign up for our accredited investor club. I mean, if you want to actually start doing some of the things we talk about instead of just listening to them and being a sort of a groupie type, then that's what you want to do. Of course, you do need to be accredited in order to join that group. Also, if you're interested, uh, you know, we've been talking about Wealth Formula Network quite a bit because, you know, it has been a major part of a lot of people's experience with Wealth Formula. Those people who wanted to sort of take it to the next level and communicate with one another, talk about personal finance on a regular basis. Wealth Formula Network starts with a course. Lots of smart people on there, guys like Tom Wilwright, who was on last week, Kenny McElroy. You know, you get lots of information on personal finance in general. And then what we have realized over the last couple of years is that the real, real value in this is all the Wealth Formula Network that follows. So you've got this foundation that you create. And then on top of that, you've got now this community of voracious students of personal finance that constantly challenge me and each other. Check that out if you're interested. No pressure. It is just a matter of if your friends and family, your wife, whoever it is that you spend all your time with has no interest in this stuff and you want a community that is interested, check it out. Go to wealthformularoadmap.com. Ignore the silly sales video that some guy wrote for me one time, but you'll get the point. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about today's stuff. So, you know, as I said before, one of the secrets to my own success really as an investor has been to involve myself into a variety of tribes, now including my own tribe, right? My own wealth formula tribe. And what I mean by that is that I'm around other intelligent, successful people who have a wealth of experience collectively as investors. You know, for me, that has resulted in introductions to people with whom I've partnered over the years and who've made me money and ultimately who have made people in our investor group accredited investors money. Now, it's important not to underestimate the power of this whole collective intelligence thing. But in saying that, I also have to make this distinction between what I consider collective intelligence and simply herd mentality. Herd mentality to me is... Well, everybody's telling you you ought to be investing in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, or you're not doing something responsible. That's herd mentality. That's just, you know, it's bias. It refers to the tendency of investors to follow what others are doing rather than to do any of their own analysis to come to their own conclusions. And of course, I differentiate that with collective intelligence, where a group of individuals independently analyzes opportunity and vets them together. You know, we talk about them. In other words, it involves having intelligent conversations with one another and coming to collective conclusions that might be more accurate than any individual one. Now, there's a lot of powerful stuff on this. I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, like people guessing how many jelly beans are in a bottle or something. If you get like a thousand people, they're going to get pretty close to how many jelly beans are right. 
that kind of thing. Collective intelligence is powerful. You know, and a good example of this kind of tribe of collective intelligence, I'll go back to again, is Wealth Formula Network. Of course, I've already talked about what that is. Um, You know, I think about personal finance a lot, in case you have not noticed by now, but I am not arrogant enough to think I know everything because I don't. And I'm also very open to changing my mind if people can convince me that I'm wrong and that my ideas are not accurate, as long as there's good data. And in that regard, again, Wealth Formula Network has been really good for me because, you know, there's times where people say things where I'm like, huh, eh, you know, maybe maybe I was wrong about that. And I'll also say that, you know, I changed my mind. You know, sometimes I hear people talk about, well, yeah, we've been, you know, I've been listening to your podcast and I went back to podcast day one. I don't know if I recommend that, frankly, because I wasn't as smart as I am now, you know, 200 episodes ago. But on the other hand, I've changed my mind on a lot of things. Not that I wasn't smart, but I, I, uh, you know, listen, it's all dynamic. And if you're not learning constantly and open to different ideas, then you're not going to be a good investor. Now, so we talk about, you know, what the value of that is in terms of the tribe and collective intelligence, but on a more practical level, investment groups or tribes or whatever you want to call them can sometimes allow you to participate in private offerings, which you might not otherwise have access. Again, I guess, you know, our accredited investor group is an example of that. And again, that's been a huge advantage for me. I must say I'm part of other groups uh, that are not my own, that are private, small groups. Finally, you know, when you think about investment tribes, uh, it can also take on a different meaning and it can actually make it possible for you to invest in more opportunities with limited resources. For example, you know, say you're in a group that has a bunch of opportunities you're interested in that are all minimums are 50 or $100,000 at a time, but you really like it and you can't participate, but you really would like to do seven or eight opportunities in a year and spread your money and risk over all of these. How can you use Tribe in that model? Well, my guest on Wealth Formula podcast this week, Travis Smith, has figured out an ingenious way to do just that with your family and friends. So when we come back, Travis is going to give you all of that rundown on how that works. He's been on before, and his model of Tribe Vest has worked very, very well for a number of people. By the way, after, you know, I recorded uh, the interview before I'm doing this introduction, he did also give an offer to our group. If this is of interest, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again at the end. But if you're interested in signing up for TribeVest with your group, uh, you go to TribeVest.com backslash WF, which is, of course, Wealth Formula, and he will give you $50 to start if you use the code, all capital letters, BUCK50. So again, tribevest.com backslash WF, and you put the code in buck50, and then he'll give you 50 bucks for that. So I I have to admit, I kind of like buck50 in general, because it kind of makes me think of like 50 cent, but I'm sort of buck50. Um, so I'm a little bit more than, than 50 cent. Anyway, we're going to get Travis on this interview right after these messages. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, my guest on Wealth Formula Podcast is Travis Smith. He's been on before. He's a founder and CEO of a company called TribeVest. This is a group investing platform 
that's really changing the way we view and understand our financial opportunities. Travis comes from the traditional financial world, having worked with Morgan Stanley initially, then got involved with some fintech, and then ultimately was able to find this solution for an inherent problem in our space, which we'll talk about in a minute. Travis, welcome back to Wealth Formula Podcast. Buck, so good to see you again, and uh, thanks for thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course, man. You know, so we talked a few years ago about TribeVest when it first started. I think Jim Pfeiffer, one of our uh, investors and Well Formula Network members, introduced us, and it it certainly addresses an interesting problem in the space. Do you want to talk about sort of the problem that TribeVest solves or attempts to solve, and how you went about filling that gap? Absolutely. So coming together to invest together is nothing new. The wealthy have been doing it for a long time, but they have a country club network to do it, right? They have their attorney friend, they have their financial friend, they have their banking friend, and they come together and do deals all the time. But if you don't have that country club network, you know, how do you come together with people you know, like, and trust And TribeVest is that technology. We just make it super streamlined, super easy, so that when you see a deal and you want to do it together, and why would you want to do it together? Well, one, it's fun. And two, to get over certain capital thresholds, right? So now with TribeVest, you can come together with your partners, file your LLC in any of the 50 states, And within less than two days, we'll get your EIN back. We'll open up a business bank account. This is all in one step and make it super easy to do ACH capital contributions, pull your capital and make a transaction together. So the problem has been on the investment side, you know, it's always been one-to-one, one investor, one investment opportunity. And as you know, you, you probably get this all the time, like, hey, can can I bring my brother along? Can I bring my friend along? Well, now we make it super easy for all, all parties involved. I think the problem that you're describing, I think, you know, we see in our investor club a fair amount and usually it's not so much, you know, can I bring my brother along or whatever, because honestly, if they have the capital they they just, you know, of course they can come along. They're just going to be a separate investor. The issue that I think that your model is addressing is that, You know, in this private equity, private equity real estate space, sometimes it's very difficult to get adequate exposure with limited funds. So, for example, many times average investment minimum might be $50,000, might be $100,000, sometimes it's $250,000. But there's investments that you may want to get into. And so if a high paid professional wants exposure to as many wide variety of deals instead of necessarily putting their $200,000 allocated for the year into, you know, two deals, the idea is therefore to essentially, you know, create a little bit of leverage for themselves in terms of exposure by partnering with others and making that $200,000 still going to have the same potency, but can be spread across more opportunities Is that kind of what you're seeing the primary use for, or is it something else? No, 100%. As you know, the passive investor looking for different syndicates, they're passionate about uh, working with the sponsors and, and finding all sorts of deals. 
And as you just mentioned, maybe they get in on their own, they get into two or three deals a year. And uh, meanwhile, they're saying no to a lot of deals that they like. Mm -hmm. And uh, by coming together with their tribe, you know, now they're pulling a million dollars together and they're doing 12 deals. They're doing 15 deals together. And again, spreading the risk, uh, getting more exposure and just overall good business practice altogether. So, you know, let's talk about the specific service of TribeVest, because really what you're talking about is creating an LLC and a tax ID and a partnership. So why do we need TribeVest to do that? Or what is the advantage of TribeVest doing that? Right. So, you know, we've been in the first to the market and been leading the way, really the only operating system out there that helps you operate as an investor group. And, you know, what's TribeVest's role in that? Well, when you think about the burden that falls on that leader, you know, we, we call them the founder. There's always mm-hmm. one person that's kind yeah. of leading the charge. It's somewhat unappreciated, but they're going out and finding the attorney. They're going out and, you know, figuring out what operating agreement and rules that they need. Uh, they've got to coordinate everybody. They're texting them. They're emailing them. And then they got to get them to sign these things and agree and align. I mean, you really just any one of those things on their own, Buck, not a big deal, but they really start to add up and it becomes overwhelming and becomes a non-starter. And then once, once you've actually formed that tribe, formalized it, done it the right way, how do you operate, right? And right now it's spreadsheets, Google Drive, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how do you collect the money, collecting checks, you know, all that's on the platform. So that's, you know, where we started. And now what's so cool about just recently is before you had to kind of form this investor tribe, you have a number of uh, people in your community that are using our platform and they came together and they just keep pulling capital. They just keep pulling capital and participating in deals. And it's a, kind of the, you know, the poor man's version of a venture uh, fund, if you will, but it's not, it's a venture business. But now you could do it on a per deal basis. Mm-hmm. You can, you could literally see the deal. And if the deal closes in two days before there was no way you could form a group and invest as an entity in that. And now you can, you could, we, we have tribes that have formed in as little as two and a half hours opening up a business bank account and literally could be investing that day. So that's a little bit of the game changer in terms of a new application that's been opened up to the market. So what else do you guys do then besides the opening up? And obviously, you know, and there is significant value in what you're talking about is having sort of this turnkey approach where people can say, okay, let's do it together. And it's been done before. There's sort of a referee involved in this. And that would be, I guess, kind of you and you're not reinventing the wheel. So, okay. So now you have all of those things in place. Does TribeVest have a role ongoing in the relationship is, I mean, where the checks coming or is any accounting involved? any other services that you're either doing now or thinking about adding? Yeah. I mean, we talked about what it takes to kind of get off the ground and to do it right. And for everybody to feel comfortable with it, but our big role out there, you know, our value prop is being that neutral third party, providing that transparency, eliminating the mystery and giving everybody a place to log in and see all the activity. And if you think about it, so you're, you're, you're forming a business, you're an LLC, a multi-member business, and everybody's a member of the board. And so to, to stay in good standings, 
you need to operate like a business. And, you know, sometimes there's a vote that needs to be involved. Well, you can propose uh, vote. People go in and vote, place their vet vote. Now they have a, a record of that. All your documents, your EIN, your operating agreement, any of your deal documentation are all in one place. You start to manage your portfolio in there. So just this all-inclusive place to manage your business. And we can talk a little bit about some additional services that are coming down the road. But, you know, those, those fundamentals, that core of what we do is just so important to this, to this being a real thing. Now, it's mm-hmm. more than just forming it. It's like you really need to operate as a business and stay in good standing and have mm-hmm. those guardrails. We offer that. So we touched on some of the issues that last time we talked about. And I'm just curious, what have you done to sort of bolster compliance, SEC rules with regard to pooling of money? You know, obviously, every member has to be active. Tell me about some of the issues, because obviously, whenever there's any pooling of money, my understanding, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm a guy who does a lot of syndication. There is some regulation from the SEC. Is this considered a security then, or does it need to be registered? How, How does that all work? Yeah, I, this we, we you know we got into this at our last meeting and it was it was a great conversation, and I think we've just gotten more clarity on where we fit in this, as well as more clarity in terms of the regulations. But you're right. So I think the big distinction is: are you an investment, or are you a business right. operating as a business? Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, you're pulling money to invest in an investment in your, is your investment tribe, your investment group, your investor group, is that the investment? And just a big resounding clear no, you know, and that's the distinction. If you are putting your money into a fund or a syndicate, you know, that's the investment. And that's, that's when you get subject to the SEC and everything else. You're giving somebody else, another entity, your money and saying, make decisions right. on my behalf. And that's where you run into it. But very clearly, you know, what you're doing with this investor group is you become a business owner and it's not an investment in it. You're literally contributing capital which equals your equity share of the business. And we track that, like your, your cap table, everything else, mm-hmm. you're putting in ownership stake and capital into the business. And then as a member of the board, you're making a decision on which investment to put it in. Yeah. Going back to that regulation standpoint, I mean, is this just to invest in syndications, which in which case it would make sense to me that you, you don't really have any obligations for the SEC or or could this group get together and say they want to buy a building, in which case then they are essentially forming a group that is buying an asset together and raising capital? Right. So the syndicate market has been huge for us ever since we went on your show. Sure. It's just nice and clean, as you kind of pointed right. out. But, you know, even so, let's just, let's just take that. Going out to buy, say, a multifamily, mm-hmm. 10-unit apartment on on their own. You know, they want to buy it and they're coming together, forming that business. Again, the key here is that they've now come together as partners to be one investor. Yep. That and that's what that LLC represents. Mm-hmm. So they're they're buying that business. Now, as soon as they start bringing in other investors and everything else to fund that, 
then all of a sudden, you know, they need to think about, well, are we forming a syndicate or are we taking other people's money and investment? Are they counting on us? But if it was really just that entity, say 10 of us came together, all threw in $500,000 and we bought a $5 million building, you know, we could go do that. And it's just the business owns that, that apartment now. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's, I, I would say that, you know, and I, again, I'm no attorney, but I would say that is a lot more gray area just based on what I know, because then you really have to prove that everybody was doing stuff and, and all that. Otherwise you'd be looking at a, a security, but, right. but certainly from the syndication standpoint, and it seems pretty clean, but again, I'm not an attorney. Don't take my advice to your own due diligence. Does your platform allow right now, is it just previous people you know in your own life, friends and family, or is it also potentially allow opportunity for for people to, you know, sort of hook up with other interested investors who don't have any partners? Yeah, I mean, the initial application is people you already know, like, and trust. But where this is going is we'll be able to connect people regionally via their investment interests, their investment experience. So that's where this is going. Now, in the meantime, it's really communities like yours, Buck. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we have a number of tribes that have met through you, you know, through this podcast, you know, some of the events that you've put together. That's where they met. And you're that common interest that people have come together because of what you're doing out there. They're there by definition, they're like-minded and, and kind of have a same mentality and cut from the same cloth, what have you, and gotten to know each other and talked about deals together. I mean, this is, these are all things you foster, right? Like com- community and talking about deals and just becoming more informed. Well, through that process, people have become partners and ultimately formed investor tribes. You mentioned Jim Pfeiffer. He's in five tribes. You know, he's in five tribes actively doing deals. You know, many of them deals you're familiar with. Sure, and, sure, sure. You know, some of the people you've had on your your show. Yeah. So what's next for the business here? What other layers are you going to potentially be adding? Yeah. So we talked about how important it is to be able to now you've formed that business and you've made your, your investment together. Now you need to operate as a business and be able to show that. So, you know, those are some of the core features. You have your cap table, your voting, your documents, keeping records, your minutes, all those things. And now it becomes, well, can you help me with the bookkeeping? Can you help me with tax services in our K-1s? And the answer is yes. We make that really easy, but even before the end of the year, we'll be able to do those K-1s on your behalf to a vetted partner, lending services, insurance. You know, again, these are businesses. So what types of services can we offer? And those are all things that we're actively in negotiations with, with different value-added partners, or we call predictive partners, to help our tribes get to where they want to go faster and safer. And just to be clear, your focus is really facilitating the investment. You're not getting into the game where you're starting to recommend or, you know, talk about specific investments in any way, right? That's right. I mean, that's, you think about why are we in position to do what we do? We are a neutral third party. Right. You know, we don't make any recommendations. We don't partner with any investment companies, 
really our job is to take care of the tribe and to be that neutral third party, that, that layer of transparency, fostering trust. And so they come together and make those decisions together. And that's part of this. It's such a a journey and educational experience that they're going on together. And if we were sitting there telling them where to, where to invest and how to invest, all of a sudden we become another, just another investment company. Yeah. And, uh, and you asked where else this is going. So, you know, the other thing is, is you can think about us we're not working with investment companies, but being a tool for them so that at checkout, right, yeah. they could absolutely use our services to say, oh, you need to form an LLC, TribeVest is here, and you can sign up through them. And you think of us as like the PayPal, but for in-group investing. And that's where this is going. So. Yeah. Uh, we're integrating with all sorts of different platforms out sure. there to make it more easy. Yeah. One of the things we talked about a little bit, and just a reminder from last time was, you know, especially in the private investment space, we have various restrictions. Certainly in our investor group, it's really for accredited investors, right? Mm-hmm. So how does it work? Is it really up to every group to determine you know, who's allowed. I mean, you have to be accredited or you don't have to be accredited. I mean, you know, generally speaking, the way things in our investor group work is if, yeah, you can have an LLC. If there's multiple members, everybody has to be accredited in order to participate through that entity. How much of, uh, is that your role? Is it just, you know, to educate people or to guide them or what are you doing along that lines? Yeah, not not an attorney, of course, but this is an effective tool to helping manage this. First of all, you know, sophisticated, accredited, yeah, yeah. you know, all these different things. Really, by definition, if you're coming together to form an LLC to do an investment together, you're sophisticated, right? Um, and there's other things. I don't, that I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Sorry. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I, no, we're not. We're not. But yeah, the point is, yeah. is the fact that you're you're in a position to realize different ways of investing and coming together, show a certain level of sophistication, right? So there, there is this certain level of sophistication that comes with this. Yeah. But I think, you know, more getting more specifically, if you own 20% or more of that business, mm-hmm. right? That's, you know, and this is, you know, the KYC, know your, know your uh, customer from the banks, know your business, KYB, mm-hmm. uh, AML, which is American uh, money laundering, all, like all these different things that our financial institutions need to go through in terms of due diligence. You know, if you own 20% of a business that's opening up a business bank account, then you need to be one of those members where they're doing that due diligence on, right? Mm-hmm. So it, same, same thing, you know, we, we take that kind of structure that, you know, that idea. And if you're 20% or more of this business, then you need to be accredited. If you, if you're doing investments, private investment, where it has to be accredited, then if you own 20%, you need to be prepared to be able to show mm-hmm. that you're a accredited investor. But, you know, we have, we have groups where, you know, we have 20 people in there. And as long as the majority owners or the primary owners of the business are all sophisticated and accredited and are the ones doing the uh, due diligence with the investment group, 
you know, it's all in the up and up, you know, I think the, I think the laws and I I would get some clarity on that if I were you, because I know from the standpoint of every reg D offering I've ever done, the LLC has to have every single member be accredited. If you are in one of the exemptions that provides that you must be accredited. Now we don't, in, in our group, we don't do sophisticated investors period, but for a reg D 506 C, for example, you are required to be accredited. There's no sophisticated option there at all. So in those cases, I think it is a little different. I think you're going to probably need to, but my, my, my suggestion, again, not legal, would be that if people want to do things that are for accredited investors, that they limit their groups to being accredited. But, you know, certainly if, if there's certain documentation that you have that can prove otherwise, you know, certainly let us know. But the subscription documents that we provide typically are pretty darn clear on that. Yeah. And I think that's just good. It's yeah. sound advice. Like, you yeah. know, can't go wrong. If everybody in your group is accredited, you know, you're yeah. an accredited uh, investor entity. So it's very clear, black and white, and, you know, you don't have anything to worry about. So that's, what's nice about that. I think, you know, there is room for this conversation and, you know, what if there's somebody else that's putting money into a, an investor entity, an investor LLC. And again, that's what this is. It's an investor business. And then, you know, having conversation either with the, the sponsor or, you know, the investment company to see if that aligns with their, their specific rules. But again, you said it to be super black and white about it. If everybody's an, uh, an accredited investor in the, in the investor entity, you're good to go. Yeah. Well, tell me you you were on, was it two, three years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. So how many tribes were there then? How many is there now? Right. So we had like 300 tribes operating and, you know, pulling funds and everything else. And now we have over a thousand and we're, we're going to have over 200 this month. So to give you an idea of just how fast we're growing, we'll have 200 this month and we potentially could double that next month. So things are really picking up. A lot of things were accelerated by the, by the pandemic and so a lot of people thinking about how to build wealth more effectively. And we, we, we credit that with a lot of our success. So yeah, it's, it's a fat, it's a fast growing business. And again, really appreciate uh, the early days of, of having the conversation with, with you and, and a lot of your audience are still, you know, on our platform and, and using our, our platform. Yeah. And, and, you know, people, just to be clear, I'm, I'm always poking holes in things, but people have found this to be an incredibly useful service, certainly in our investor group. So let's just go through the process real quick. Okay. Say, I think this is a good idea. I've got a couple of friends, uh, family that are accredited. They've been wanting to do what I do and say, Hey, all right, well, why don't we do this together then? Let's contact Travis's group. Okay. So where do we go? Yeah, you go to tribevest.com and you, you, you click start tribe. And this is always the founder, right? The, the one initiator goes in and what they do is they build their plan. They build their plan and it's what's the name of the tribe? What's our goal? What's our mission? What are we investing in? 
What's our uh, initial investment from each partner? And how are we going to handle the exit? How are we going to handle voting? All those things. And literally in five minutes, they've come up with that plan. And as you probably are thinking in your mind, you're like, well, that sounds a lot like you've, they've kind of configured their operating agreement a little bit. Right. And they have. Right. And they have. And now that plan can be shared out to your other two friends, accredited friends. They look at it and say, yeah, this is great. You know, you've, you've shared with me just how amazing this strategy of investing can be. Thank you for introducing me to this. They accept, come into the dashboard, and now it's about setting up their capital contributions. Mm-hmm. Does that always have to be consistent or is that dynamic based on how much they put and you keep track of their percentage ownership? We keep track of all that. So anytime one of the members puts something in, we're managing that equity percent in their in their cap table, which is an important part of operating the business the right way. So yeah, they've they've you know they can put in whatever portion they want in, whatever they've agreed to. And now it's about finalizing the operating agreement, right? Mm-hmm. So they vote on it, they sign it. And then we file their LLC all on the platform, right? All on the platform. I think I mentioned we had just the other day, we had someone file in South Carolina at noon. And by two o'clock, we had their EIN, we had their articles of incorporation, you know, everything. And literally just from the the members onboarding onto our platform, we've already done the due diligence on them. We've already done the know your customer, all those things. And as soon as that EIN and articles of organization comes back and loads up to your tribes into your tribes dashboard, we've opened up an FDIC insured business bank account. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as those funds hit that FDIC insured business bank account, they can make decisions as, as owners of that business right. on where to deploy that capital. And that's it. I mean, I think the important thing here, Buck, I think what we've learned is so much of this has to happen before you come to the platform. Sure, sure. Right? You know, I think at one time you we were really trying to solve the alignment piece and, you know, have is this a good idea and should we be doing this? So much of this has to happen at the dinner table or at, you know, after basketball or after yeah. the softball game or Or maybe they ought to be filling about. that thing out together, you know. That's right. That's right. Costs. Yeah. So starting on our startup plan, it's $5 per member per month. That includes the filing processing of the LLC, includes the business bank account, includes everything we just talked about. And then it goes up from there to business which is, will be your registered agent. Mm -hmm. We get all sorts of other different services. And then it can go up to the venture plan, which is $15 per member per month. So it's $5 per member per month, $10, and then up to $15, depending on the level of service you're looking for. So obviously in terms of uh, the cost is essentially things you're, for the most part, that you're going to be paying for anyway. It's just built in. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, we've really made it a no brainer buck when you think about, you know, what it would cost to set up and go do all these things in different platforms or different services to do it in a monthly manner, or in, if you do it annually, it's actually get a discount, but it becomes like, why wouldn't we do this? And Oh, by the way, we have a dashboard and you know, all of our documents are there 
and we can vote there and keep record. And so that's our thing. Make it a no brainer. Yeah. Well, listen, this has been great. Good luck to you. You're, uh, seems like you're trucking along here and doing great work in a much needed space. So, I mean, I mean, I think the, the best businesses ultimately come out of, they solve problems, right? They solve inefficiencies. And this is certainly one of them in our, in our world, you know, where you want to invest in private investments and individual assets, but you got to have the ability to, you know, hit those minimums and hit a lot of them in order to get some diversity in your portfolio. So great idea, good work, and love to have you on the show again, you know, in another couple of years and see what you've done. You'll be hearing a lot about us in the near future. And again, uh, thanks for the opportunity and always appreciate your approach to, you know, poking holes and, you know, really looking out for your audience and just have always appreciated the opportunity. Thanks. Thank you, Travis. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. I think it's a great opportunity. Think about it. And if it's something that makes sense to you, of course, you have to find the people that have similar values and may want to invest in things together. But I do think it's a great way to potentially, you know, involve more family and friends if they like what you're doing and they want to know more. And I, one of the things I like about Travis's model, TribeVest's model, is that it sort of takes that, turns it into a business where everybody's kind of operating it and makes it less personal. So, you know, if you don't like generally doing business with friends and stuff, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of it either, honestly. This makes it less personal. It makes it something that you're sort of co-investing. Anyway, just to reiterate, if you want the 50 bucks when you sign up, go to tribevest.com backslash WF and put in the code buck50, capital buck, I guess. So capital B-U-C-K and then 50. So that's it. That's all I got this week. This is Buck 50 signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time.